Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Welcome to Love Live, Ruach Reality Radio's RIP 2.0, Ruach Reflections. You are in the company of an on-time Elohim, even though his cast and crew is not always there. I was wait, hoping to wait for this to start until 924, because at least that we would have hit, we would have, you know, hit that seven mark instead of the six. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, this is the Nightly Doers of the Word Love Fellowship virtual gathering where we inquire, where inquiring minds ask, were you in the Ruach HaKadosh or were you in your own yuck of flesh today? I am Scribe, President of Emulators MC, Shalaya Kavahaba, and your very, very special guest, Yajay, tonight. Uh, Mike the Spike is still, um... MIA, we hope he's all right. We hope to hear from him soon. But, uh, you know, we can't control people. Um, so we just move on without him. We start each podcast at 7.07 Pacific Standard Time, 9.07 Central, and 10.07 Eastern. If you'd like to join us on the call, it's really simple. Just let your fingers do the walking, 727-731-3257. No access code needed. Or you could make us a contact for speed dial purposes, which make it even easier. I've got the line in on my phone as transformed. But that number, if you need it again, is 727-731-3257, and you're in. If you are brand new to the call tonight, we hope this call resonates with you. When you get a chance to speak up, speak up. Let us know how you found us. Let us know what Yah is doing in your life. Let us know what your 77 thankful things are. And know that you are welcome and now considered part of the Mishpaka or the family of Yah here at Love Live Rock Remnant Reality Radio. And we hope that what you hear here Keeps you coming back here. Hallelujah. Um, actually, Marissa, if you could do me a favor, find that book with the warning in it. I'm going to have you read the warning. Please. Yeah, I know. She looked at me funny because I kind of sprung it on her. Um, so long reading. It's a, it's a bit of a long reading, but it is necessary for, you know, the new people. But until Marissa is ready with that, we are going to go ahead and I'm take ready. our... Oh, she's ready. Okay, here she is. Okay, so this warning. Damaged souls, damaged hearts, crushed spirits. Who you see here, what you hear here. When you leave here, let it stay here. Transform recovery is the refuge, the healing place, the hospital for the heart, and the sanctuary for the soul. Our warm, friendly environment was created for caring, compassion, and love to be realized. No plastic people here. We keep it real. We invite you to do the same. Open up, share your in-depth testimonies, your fiery trials, and your tough temptations. Holding our path inside is poison to our souls. Sharing our issues openly reveals that which has been hiding in darkness to be brought on the um, sentence. 
I don't know. We keep it real. We invite you to do the same. Open up to your in-depth testimonies, your fiery trials, your tough temptations. Holding our past inside is poison to our souls. Sharing our issues openly reveals that which has been hiding in darkness is to be brought into his marvelous light. It, it exposes the accuser, it loosens the liar, and it lessens the load. The freedom to feel you can safely open up in these love fellowship groups is vital. You are under no surveillance and transformed out is not connected to any law enforcement agencies. You are not being set up for any type of failure here. No incarceration, no mental, mental institutions, but for you to find your new exciting life as one in your new Yahfam, as a new creation. We are not an anonymous fellowship group like other 12-step programs. Rather, we are very outreaching and promotional in an effort to reach, to reach the lost on purpose. Although we are not anonymous, we are very confidential. Opening up as a group is not to put your bad business out there, but rather to put solutions out there. We in Transform Recovery have come to understand that the people will attend our love fellowship groups from all walks of life. People from every color, race, gender, and background imaginable. Newcomers will come into our groups, extremely worldly, fleshly, broken people. They may be homeless, helpless, hungry, hurting souls who have no idea what to do. The amount of family dysfunction, soul sickness, and actual abuse, whether sexual, mental, physical, or emotional, will vary from person to person. Some may be heavily sedated on prescription drugs or may have even used today. It is very hard to help someone who is intoxicated. So we encourage anyone attending that has used today to please speak with the transformer after the gathering. We are aware that some are suffering severely and are hurting over things that may be quite graphic and horrific in nature. We want you to know that you're in the right place. You are safe here. We learn to listen with the utmost sensitivity to each other's circumstances. One scars, one seemingly impending doom of a jail sentence, a repossession of a car, a home's foreclosure, one struggling with homelessness or even a house fire where our personal possessions were lost. Some will be struggling with hunger, poverty, sickness, dereliction, degradation, the death of a loved one, sexual abuse, mental abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse, physical abuse, even torture and or extreme bodily harm, etc., etc. The list of potential hurts and pains is as endless as addiction, idols, false gods, and sins. We encourage you to patiently and respectfully listen to each person's share, empathetically understanding that some may be understandably quite rough around the edges. Their language may be offensive, offensive as they may not have yet learned to communicate properly without street talk, Cursing, swearing, a vicious talk. We ask you to long suffer with those still working on the perfecting of their potential dysfunctional drug damaged or destroyed abusive character. We ask you to sh- share, we ask as you share to refrain from inappropriate speech. We all must be sensitive to where each speaker may be. Some may never have opened up a Bible before. Some may have no clue who the Messiah Yeshua is, let alone Yahweh or the Holy Spirit. We can never assume that everyone is in the same place in the relationship with the Creator. Some may not know Him at all, and some may, in fact, have had bizarre church experiences whereby the spirit of love was pursuing them, but they cannot 
but yet cannot receive that love or may have rejected yeah love he was as he was trying to save them we cannot possibly begin to stop censor or filter anyone's sharing there's a saying that truly applies and transforms we cannot become so heavenly minded that we are no earthly good staying relatable will assist us in great greatly in working the sacred scriptures step 12 which is essentially helping others correctly and the standards of leadership set forth for transformers in the sacred scriptures. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Marissa. As I was saying before, we are going to do our seventh bodybuilder, our Ahava offering, or our love offering. This offering goes to support our radio and prison ministries, our faith favor farms, our houses of worship, and our Yahability Ministries, along with any other ministry that Yah adds to us. And we need this because the ministers at Love, Inc. are not paid by the ministry. We are self-supported marketplace ministers, and that's the way we, that's the way we wanted it. Now, we are, don't get me wrong. We are worthy to be paid because even the Word says, Yah himself says that, Teachers are worthy of double pay. But to show ourselves free, to see, to show ourselves the way we want to be seen, we want to do everything we can to take that burden off the ministry. So we are all marketplace ministers in and of ourselves, which means we have businesses outside the ministry. So we are not dependent on the love gifts to maintain ourselves. They go to maintain the ministry. They go to outreach to the hurting, the homeless, the helpless, the heartbroken, which is exactly what Malachi 3.8 and continuing addresses. So Malachi 3.8 says, will, will a man rub, yeah, will a man rob Elohim? Yet you have robbed me. But you say, in what have we robbed you? In the tithe and the offering. Now the promise is when we stop robbing Elohim, when we stop depriving him of the tithe and the offering, which is his anyway, because there isn't one bit of wealth on this planet that does not belong to him as it is already because even we ourselves belong to him. Yes, we have free will to do what we will with ourselves. He's not going to force us to follow him. He's going to give us the choice. Are we going to be wise enough in and of ourselves because of our knowledge of him to be obedient to him? Or are we going to continue to screw that up just like everybody else that ever rejected him did? Now, I know that sounds pretty harsh and that sounds pretty uncaring. You probably won't hear that across many of the pulpits in Christianity today. Well, I hate tough. You don't transform without a little bit of abrasion. Iron sharpens iron, so the countenance of one man sharpens the face of his brother. Okay? It's like this. 
if you want to sharpen a knife, you're not going to rub it on a marshmallow. Okay, that's just the way it is. So that having been said, the easiest way to do that, if you're being led to donate to Love, Inc., and we pray that you are, is by going to give.yahweh.love, that's G-I-V-E dot capital Y-A-H-W-E-H dot L-O-V-E. That will take you to our PayPal pay portal, and we are a fully licensed 501c3, so all contributions are tax deductible. Now, normally that is a form of control for the government, but, yeah, we don't buy into that control thing because we know who our government is. We know who our governor is. He's our master and king, our foundation of foundations, our Adonai of Adonai's, Yahuwah Yahweh, and we are grateful. Or you can snail mail us, preferably with a letter and some sort of communication, letting us know who you are and what we can do to help. You can snail mail, snail mail that to P.O. Box Love Inc. That's L O V E I N C, period. P.O. Box 68138, Phoenix, Arizona, 85082. Or probably the easiest way to do it would be to simply text 77777 to 44321. And again, give... As much as you're comfortable with, know that you cannot outgive the Elohim of Shamayim. You cannot outgive him. He's going to pour it back into you like you can't believe in more ways than just monetary. So again, we just pray that your heart is right, that you don't give it, that you don't donate just for monetary gain, but know that you are changing lives and let that make you happy. Let that make you Baruch Atah, as you are being a Baruch Atah. Hallelujah. So, that having been said, I am Scribe. I'm, as I said, I'm the president of the Emulators Motorcycle Ministry. We are looking for other brothers and sisters to ride with us and to acknowledge us and to make us a force out there in the motorcycle subculture. It's needed. You can reach out to me, if you like, at 920-400-2565. That's my direct line. Or you can email me at scribe at us, or at scott at yahweh.love. There will be a ministry-specific email coming sh- shortly that specifically says prez at emulators dot whatever. We'll figure that out as we go. But we are looking for riders. Bike has got to be over 550 cc's, preferably. Um, and we can fill you in on all the details on down the road, but we're looking for a good, strong year of riding. Um, got some other exciting stuff going on. Uh, too much to list right here. Grateful for it all. Had a beautiful day up here in Sheboygan. Um, it was a little on the chillier side for the end of May. Um, got some good training in with Marissa today. Had a great, uh, what I thought was a good show. 
or a good program on uh, um, on praise, prayer, decree, and declare today. Again, we call it a show. It slips out. This is not a show. This is reality radio. Very little of this is scripted. Might be outlined, but it's not scripted. Uh, because more often than not, you know, my tongue gets stuck in front of my eye teeth. I can't see what I'm saying anyway. So, hallelujah. With that being said, I am going to pass it off to whoever wants to introduce themselves next. Again, welcome to Rip. Who's next? Well, Marissa, I guess that means you're on the hot seat. Okay, I'm, I'm Marissa, and I am overcoming as I'm in the transform program. Hallelujah. Um, praise Adonai. I am um, thankful for the um, sunshine today that I get to get out and enjoy um, seeing the little the little fluffers, um, the babies that are being. They look like ducks the size of ducks now, but the, the geese, the genuses and genephews are are um, born. They're really cute. It's cute because of the um, the size of a duck, the geese, and when they and they look like they're probably like teenager age. Because I'm not quite sure on how long they are from babies to like be an adult. Probably a lot sooner than than we are as humans. So I'm thankful for animals. I'm thankful for uh, my family. That um, Eva has people helping watch her when I can't be there, and um, it's a lot. It's a lot to take on for a couple months. So thankful that they are able to do what they can, and uh, that Yahweh is helping me through each process, so I can can be back with my Eva full time. Hopefully sooner rather than later, and thankful for the trying to get involved, trying to get more insight into the um, the, the X thirty nine business. And um, it takes it takes a lot of um, figuring out, but um, I think once I get there, and it gets it gets it probably gets easier more more time more often when you do it. I'm just applying myself. I gotta start doing more of that and not. So yeah, I'm gonna pass with that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Thank you for that, Melissa. Who's next? Hallelujah! Yes, it may be me. I don't know. Ladies first. Anybody else next? <laughs> yeah, Yami spoke up then. You can go ahead first. Go ahead, ladies first. I'll be long-winded, you know that. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, um, I'm thankful, yeah, that you are um, among Mm. us. And I'm thankful that you baruch us with acceptable weather that we can bear. And that is beautiful. Thank you for all the dreams. And of the trees and the grass and how um, bright the sun shines. So let us enjoy 
our experience here on earth. And I belong to you, and I surrender my will tonight, and so I will pass. Hallelujah. I guess that has to be beautiful, but uh, I've been doing the opposite of what she liked doing, and um, she liked the trees and grass, and praise God that I got a chance to get the trees and the grass cut. So (laughs) there was a lot of trees running into my neighbor's garage and into the wires, we energies wires, cable wires, phone wires, so... Yeshua Hamashiach opened the door. Uh, just need a prayer so that I repented of any wrongdoing because it was one aspect that's a drug addict that wanted to come by and just chop everything down. $10. I don't want to support his habit. and uh, But he chopped down trees in Wyoming or something like that. So he came to our house and we energies did what they did, simple and quick and just a couple of them, but then there were still several more leaning into my neighbor's yard, neighbor's garage, and the wires. So he came and chopped some down. A couple more people came and helped chop some down and cut the grass and help with the edges. So I'm thankful that Yeshua sent forth help and in a time of need to help get the yard to look decent and well can't speak on grass too much because i don't have much grass there's more weeds than grass but <laughs> uh let the wheat and terry terry together i don't know but anyway so i'm thankful to y'all for that i think i've been on a job now eight months um only yahweh can open the doors for that because sometimes some people are psychologically unemployable um and so Yeshua had to open a door for that to keep me stable, the employee for a period of time in the same company, um, maybe 30 minutes away. Um, so not bad, but thankful to Yeshua. And they keep asking me, do I like it there? Do I like it there? So Yah is giving me grace and mercy. So I'm thankful for that, and the business is going good. I was able to hire and put some money in a couple of people's pockets, so I was able to hire help. These three people, one commission only, two, not much, but what they asked for, I was able to pay them. So I'm thankful for that, that they are happy with what they're getting, and one is doing a proposal for the grant, so as that goes through, he'll get more. Then what he's asking for. Yeah, put it on the table for me then, please. Whatever it is, put it on the table. Uh, thank, forgive me. Um, so Yeshua has opened doors, and I'm thankful that while I'm away working, he set forth a crew to come do things at the house, get things organized, cleaned up, and also prepare with the bicycle business and the grant writing. So he has opened doors, and he's closing doors. And my wife is closing doors right now, too. <laughs> Okay, so she closed the door. Hallelujah. Yeshua has a sense of humor. <laughs> so he opens doors and closes doors. And he says, forgive me for lack of better, a different terminology, but blessed is a man that walked, Baruch is a man that walked at night in the council of the ungodly, but 
was sit in the seat of the scornful. Uh, maybe I'm paraphrasing it backwards, but I'm thankful for that. So anyway, make a long story long, shorten it up. Thank you all for your time. And with that, I pass. Well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that. Dan, Dan, it is good to hear from you again. It's been a while. So we are going to break for a song real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that Rock? Does he want to introduce himself too? Uh, yeah. This is Shliak Rock, and I'm uh, real grateful to uh, be continuing uh, to overcome. I appreciate Yah's Yah ability that he puts in us if we seek his face and uh, we get filled with his Ruach and his Amet. Uh, we are given the skill sets to overcome challenges. And, uh, you know, there's uh, there's many that are before me right now. And it's just, uh, it's like coming up against mountains and having to get those mountains to move, you know. So uh, grateful for the ability to overcome the ability he puts in me. Um, and I believe it comes because we study to show ourselves approved. Uh, it's it's not just something that's there as a gift. It's something you gotta you gotta really work at. Uh, just just to know him, just to just to be in relationship. You know, um, the uh, the ongoing prayer life, the ongoing praises and the decrees and the declares and. Um, so yeah, I've been, uh, pretty overloaded with some additional projects that were not on my schedule in, uh, in making this, this purchase and this transition. Uh, there's just so many new things that got added this year. So, uh, it's a pretty big, uh, it's a pretty big deal. I'm taking it very seriously and, and I'm having, you know, a faithfulness in it. And I'm I'm grateful for his faithfulness in believing in me, and uh, I just need to reciprocate that, and you know believe that he's going to give us the right result, the right you know situation is going to open up. There's been so many that already have, and uh, you know why would I doubt him at this point? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, and lastly, I guess I'm, I'm grateful to have the gift of insight because there's some difficult people that I've been uh, counseling lately that are in some really weird situations and, uh, yeah, it gives me quite the quite the way to see things. And, you know, sometimes the people don't believe that I understand them. And it's crazy because I see, you know, thousands of things <laughs> as I get to to share with them that they could definitely work on that would make their situation so much better. And they just, they really don't, they just really don't know themselves. And it's kind of a, 
kind of a really intense thing when you know people better than they know themselves and they're thoroughly convinced you don't know them and you're sitting there, you know, listening to them explain where they're at at their level and it's just they're they're really clueless. They don't they don't see all the things that are just jumping off of them. And that's the insight gift that Yaz given me is as I see all these things on a person. And um so there's a, a bunch of that now that's it's gonna be really pressing in as we go deeper with Marissa uh as well and I'm grateful that I have that ability to uh that yeah ability to go in and, and really go to deep counsel with her. Uh it's gonna start really heating up fast at this point. So uh she needs to get her helmet on and buckle up her seatbelt and uh and get ready because uh what she is about to uh face is gonna be the biggest, fastest, incredible transformation that she could have ever even thought, asked, or hoped for. It's going to be beyond uh, beyond her wildest dreams. It really is going to be a whirlwind that's coming at her. Um, so she's had it pretty uh, pretty light so far, but a lot of that was by her own doing, by taking time. And I think she's now starting to to mature enough to to be ready, you know, because that that willingness, you know, somebody can say they're willing. But there's a difference between saying you're willing and showing yourself by showing up. Just that's the first thing is just showing up. Uh, you know, so congratulations. This is the longest that Marissa has ever consistently and persistently attended Transformed Recovery. And congratulations to Scott Scribe Pratt because this is the the longest that he has ever led the Transform Recovery and Deliverance program. So he is in an apprenticeship uh, situation for his certification transformation as the first portion of his licensing and ordination testing, and he's going to have a certification very shortly uh, for some of the things that uh, he's just doing on a daily basis. The daily assignments are being accomplished. And uh, really with relatively... Uh, low complaining about it, um, and that's that's really really complimentary as well. Um, and I know it's a lot. It's because I've been doing it. I've been doing it for for decades of my life. You know, leading, 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 uh, day after day after day, relentlessly. And my responsibilities have shifted in some other areas. So it really is perfect timing. Yahweh couldn't have ordained this for him to be ordained at a better time uh, and to, to complete this. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm just thankful for him leading Marissa as much as he is. There are things that she's learning that she doesn't even really understand she's learning. And there are things he's learning as a leader that he doesn't understand he's learning. So I think they're going to, it's going to start sinking in in about a year from now of what happened, like, wow, this has been the most growth-oriented year that I have ever had in my life. And I love those kind of years. I've had them before where it was like I went from nowhere to somewhere, and when I got there, it was like, wow, how the heck did I get here? And the true 
answer to that, and I'm thankful and grateful for this, is discipline will do so much for you. I mean, when you get that discipline where you say, I'm, I'm going to be on every morning and every night, every morning and every night, and throughout the day I'm going to live the set-apart scripture steps throughout the day. I'm going to examine myself, make sure that I'm starting to understand how these function in a life. And when you do that and do that and do that and do that, man, it starts to really sink in, and all of a sudden you're at a completely different place than you were before. And you've developed skills that you didn't even realize were being developed at the time. So I'm very, uh, very proud of the two of them for their ongoing commitment to each other as teacher and student, or more uh, is what Scribe would really be referred to in his uh, shaliak or overseer position. He's really the strongest and always has been the strongest at teaching. That's, that's his high point. You know, my strongest has always been evangelism, but San tends to differ with that. She says I'm a stronger teacher than I am evangelist now. But I think at one time I definitely was a lot stronger in evangelist. And I have not by all means lost that gift uh, within the, the realm of what Christianity calls fivefold. But I like to just say the, uh, the uh, chosen positions according to Ephesians 4 that Abba Yah says are to uh, be the ones who equip the saints. And that's what Scribe is doing. He's equipping Marissa for the first time in her life with things that she'll be able to walk away with from this that will forever be priceless things that Abba Yah is building in her. And Scribe's being used as the vessel of honor to teach it. And it's a beautiful process. I, I, I guess if you're, if you're grabbing a hold of anything of what I'm saying I'm grateful for, it's the beauty of the process of how Abba Yah has taken two people that I love so much and both as volunteers volunteered to be in this position. I didn't force him to take her in, and I didn't force her to contact him and ask. Uh, in fact, I told her, I don't think you're ready yet. And I contacted Jamie and I said, don't, you know, don't try to, or don't allow her to contact you and manipulate you because she's not ready yet. She's going to have to fall on her face again. And uh, she did exactly that. It took her about three more weeks to tank out after uh, I told her sister as well <clears throat> that, and Gary, She's not ready. She's going to need to hurt some more uh, before she's ready. And that's the saddest part of the rock bottom reality. It was a sad thing for me. I mean, I feel sorry for myself when I think back how bad I had it, you know. But then again, I think, well, what, what a bonehead I was to put myself through that because I decided to do it, you know. So really, really a lot of gratitude. And I could go on for hours, but I won't. So love you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Rock. Appreciate that intro, intro. appreciate that list of gratitude. Uh, we are going to break for a little bit of Jeremy Camp right now, and then when we come back, we're going to ask Yami if she would pray clear the line 
Actually, why don't we just do that? Yami, could you please pray clear the line, bring it in with some fire, and when you finish, we will go to Journey Camp, and we'll be waiting on I Still Believe. Hallelujah. Yes, Father, we do still believe. After all is said and done, Father, we can trust and we can believe and we can have a relationship with you. So this evening, it's your anointing that breaks the yoke. So we ask that your anointing fall on each of us when we open our mouth and that whatever needs to be dealt with comes out. And um, if we need to just praise you, then so be it. But if there, whatever works you have for us, we thank you that you will um, uh, give us the seeds of your word to go in our ear and into our heart and take root in good soil and grow. In the name of our Messiah, I pray. Amen.
about each other's sleep habits. And we're going to get back into the RIP 2.0 Rock Reflections. It's necessary. No, it, no, it's just a little teasing going on over here. I took a nap earlier this afternoon, and Marissa was uh, saying, well, at least you got a nap. It's like, little girl, I'm 20 years older than you are. I need a nap every once in a while. So, anyways, a little bit of off script. We're going to get back on script, rewind this thing, and get moving. We're, our scripture today uh, for sacred scripture, uh, set apart scripture step six. Uh, we're going to be looking at Matthew seven twenty four to twenty seven. So if you could uh, turn in your Barit Hadashah to Matthew twenty four twenty seven, that would be fantastic. I am going to give a. I am going to make a concerted effort for the third time Marissa yes Matthew 24 Matthew 7 24 to 27 you said it backwards that's right yeah hallelujah thank you Yeshua okay now that I have no idea where I was that much I know I'm on the radio I'm live so you want to repeat that one more time because you did uh, actually get dyslexic in there somewhere. All of it, the whole thing. Well, you said Matthew seven. Matthew seven. Right. Matthew seven. What? Matthew yes. Twenty-four through twenty-seven. Correct. Yes. All right. Thank you. All right. Where's that again? Matthew seven twenty four to twenty seven. Matthew seven twenty four through twenty seven. We got it. Twenty four seven. That Hallelujah. Is everybody there now? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It seven twenty four. I got a I got a question for you. Um, I know that I didn't present to you the new set apart scripture step six literature, but. Whatever happened, to, and why did you guys start throwing out, because I wrote such a long set of art scripture, step five, why did you guys stop doing the other great stuff that you used to do that was explaining what we're doing in this meeting for the set of art scripture, step 10? I lost track of that. I wasn't exactly sure how we were, do, how we were fitting that in. Well, you just got to kind of wing it until I get the 
the finalized version of separate scripture step six put together. There's definitely nothing wrong with doing 10 information over and over and over because that is what we're doing. We're doing 10 when we examine our day and we weigh our life against the scripture that we're talking about in, you know, context and definition. What we're doing is we're examining ourselves. If we sit with a notebook and we're writing it all down every night, then we're journaling. That's a 10.7. If we were actually doing a thorough examination where we write and write and write and write and write on a defect or a demon or a stronghold, then we're doing a four, which is the deep examination. So the daily examination or the deep examination is the difference between the four and the ten. And then if you actually take the time to write it out on a daily basis, that's journaling, that's a 10.7. Okay, well, you got to understand, I am a complete and total amateur at this. I had no idea what I was doing. No, um, I, I get it. I realized that Spike just kind of dumped it on you, and I wasn't really engaged with you guys because I was traveling when that happened, and we were hoping right. that he would return, and he didn't. And So I, there's no blame going on. I'm just trying to kind of help you guys have a little bit of a foundation to explain what we do because, and, and I mean, at, at the very least, you should be able to look at the literature and see the keywords and be able to say each night, what is the keyword for set apart scripture step six? I mean, you can at least do that much. And then you got, you know, uh, the keyword phrases, you've got the actual uh, short step. There's a lot of different parts of six that have been released, and I'm assuming maybe you just don't have that stuff organized too well yet. There's, that's probably a fairly safe assumption. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have done some, but I have not uh, completed it all, so that is something I will have to work on tonight. We got to remember six is such an important step because this is like the final step to getting the demons out of our life. This is like the final step to tearing down the strongholds. This is like the final step to us, you know, once and for all, getting rid of our resentments out of our life, our, getting our, our bitterness out, getting our, our unforgiveness out of our heart on certain areas. This is really the removal preparation step. The removal is seven, but the preparation of what you all got to do to get that junk out and the transition between five and seven is what goes on in six and you know that includes fasting and you know sand and i just committed that you know right now in our weekly walk and i've said this on the line before every one of us should have a minimum of one day a week that we fast and you know we kind of like and lean towards if we're going to do a weekly day one day where we go at least 24 hours minimum without food and we make that commitment. And why do we make that commitment? Because we're constantly uh, in a position of demon hunting. We've got to constantly be fighting not only our own demons, but we've got to help other people fight their demons if indeed we're going to be a Yeshua covenant leader, you know. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, you got people talking in the background again. All right, I think she muted herself. 
All right. Well, how are you? Well, what what I did do is I went to I went to the uh, uh, I looked up the six step and I, I did have I did copy and paste that in here. Um, so it is about removal. You know, it says we were entirely ready to have y'all yeah, remove all these defects of character. Uh, I think it's ironic that uh, step six is set up to deal with separating us from the character of the six. Of the Antichrist, of the adversary. So um, I do think that was, I don't know if that was intentional or if it just happened that way, but I just think it's pretty cool that, uh, you know, you actually have to steer him in the face and through the blood of Yeshua and the power of Shamaim tell him to get lost that you don't want him that you don't want his company anymore well I'll be honest with you you know through the years of being a, a wise counsel there's a lot of people that they really don't want to get rid of their demons they like them that's that's been my experience they're they're not ready you know and what you're doing in six is getting ready and uh, they they don't have any desire they're more than happy to have their demons in their life they want to have them there they they're friends with them they're buddies and they like hanging out together and they're not about to ask them to leave so guess what they're not going to go and it's a real sad truth but it is the truth that if we want to keep these demons around they're not going to go they're not going to go until we command them to leave by the blood and the authority of Yeshua. In and of ourselves, we can't get them to leave. But when we right. when we take the authority that's given to us, man, they're, they're going to run with their tail between their legs like the little imps and wimps that they are, and we're going to have a freedom that we've never known. Uh, you know, I'll use unforgiveness for an example. Some people want to stay with unforgiveness. They They want to stick with it. They want to hold that against that person and they have no intention of forgiving that person. It is not going to happen. And I've counseled them until I was blue in the face that, Hey, if you don't forgive, you're not forgiven. You understand basically what that's saying. And I didn't say it. Yeshua said it. If you don't forgive, you're not saved. That's what he's basically saying there. Cause I'm not going to forgive you. And, you know, to be saved, you've got to be forgiven. And, yeah, Yeshua is all about forgiveness. His name is salvation. It's, it's, it's got forgiveness in it, you know. But he's not going to do it if you won't do it. And that's a big one. I mean, if people would just realize how big of a deal this stuff really is, we can, we can talk about, oh, the drugs are gone. Oh, I don't smoke cigarettes no more haven't masturbated, don't look at porn, all these different things. But then we start looking at the issues of the heart and we find this person that's holding on to all this stuff. You know, it, it's pretty big time. I was, I was counseling with someone today and this person, they really think they are just, I mean, they think way more highly of themselves than they ought. I'll tell you that. And it's like, they're clueless as to 
how many defects they got and how much work they're going to need. They don't have a clue. And they've relapsed before, and I'll be honest with you, with the attitude they got, they're going to relapse again. They're not going to stay sober. Well, it's it's interesting that this comes up because the teaching this morning on Wealth of Wisdom, we looked at Proverbs 6, 12 to 14. And it actually falls in line with everything you're saying here, which really shouldn't surprise anybody because it's one massive letter. It says a worthless person, a wicked man, walks with a perverse mouth, winking with his eyes, speaking with his feet, teaching with his fingers. Perversity in his heart. Perversity is in his heart. He is plotting evil at every time. Yeah, and that's exactly what's going on. He sends out strife. Yep. Okay, now that strife is the... The Hebrew word that was trans- translated into strife was medanim, N-M-E-D-A-N-I-M, which essentially means a never-ending conflict. And it was like, and it was used first in reference to Joseph and his brothers. Okay, and I had to confess on the line this morning that that was very, very similar to the resentments that I held towards my mother-in-law and my father because of what happened. Okay? And because in there is that spirit of unforgiveness, which actually means holding on to strife, and I've used it, and and I've done it in our relationship, Rock. Okay? It's that keeping that, that, keeping that contention alive, keeping it you know, keeping it there, keeping it, you know, mentally, mentally marinating in it until it doesn't go away. Okay, so it doesn't go away. It just keeps that conflict, you know, expanding. 15 says, on account of this, calamity shall come suddenly. He is broken quickly, and there is no healing. Yeah, and that is exactly what's going on with us and with your uh your uh mother in law and your dad. I yeah. I can't agree with you more and there's probably a few other people you think about it that you've had uh equal situations to. It's a deception that the enemy is a master at pulling off in our lives and I can't say that I haven't been guilty of it myself. So Believe me, when I come in agreement with you, I'm not acting as, oh, you know, oh, you're so bad and I'm so great. That's not at all where I'm coming from. Um, but what I am saying is, you know, you seeing the insight of that scripture in the morning and connecting it to set apart scripture step six and the whole, un, you know, unforgiveness or contention and all the things that, that, that revolve around all of that. And that's why I always tell people when you start getting into these demons and defects, (laughs) once you stick your, your nose down the rabbit hole, all of a sudden you realize how connected each of these demons are with each other and how they work together to take us down. Their goal goal is to wreck us. And, uh, you know, I said a lot of times, you know, that uh, 
just think if if our defects, mine and yours, would have been out of the way, where our ministries as partners could be today. No, geez. <laughs> I mean, you know, because we've yeah. both been we've both been our own worst enemies. And now yeah. that we're finally starting to conquer, which we know the scripture says we're supposed to conquer, we're more than conquerors, right? <laughs> we're right. more than conquerors. So why would we allow this deception to to take us, you know, in a tailspin over and over and over in different areas? And it's because we buy the lie. And as long as we keep buying the lie, instead of saying, no, I'm not buying it, no way, not anymore, I'm done with that, and realizing, you know, in our case, you know what, Rock is for me. He's not against me. He's my, he's my balcony guy. Why would I resent him for being a guy sitting up in the balcony cheering me on, saying how great I am, and then I go, no, I'm not. I'm I'm a failure. Oh no, I'm this and no, I'm that. And and why would I sit and beat myself up when this guy's trying to build me up? You know, it it really is kind of insane. You know, when you look at all of it, and and it takes us back to set apart scripture step two. What's going to restore us to sanity? Well, Yahweh is a living word through Yeshua, and you just you just put some word out there that you taught this morning. And what did that word do? That word ministered to you. It was alive. And what did it do? It, it, it made the, the transformation in your mind to see some things. And that's what's supposed to be happening for all of us. What you just right. described is so exciting. Every one of us is coming on this line so we can be praying, we can be asking, we can be seeking, we can be knocking, and all of a sudden, oh, my gosh, I got a new, another revelation. Oh, wow, listen to this. And I remember back in the day, Scribe, and you remember this, I'm sure, too, when I was sleeping in the front room on Water Street downstairs, and you were studying upstairs, and I was studying downstairs, and you'd, you'd write something at the kitchen table and come running downstairs and say, you got to hear this. And it was like fresh manna from heaven. It was revelation, and you couldn't wait to share it, and you were so excited. You were like a, you were like a kid in a candy store. And that's yeah. the kind of stuff that, that every one of us should be seeking and asking and knocking for is that we all get our fresh revelation. Because when it comes, man, for every one of you that's sitting back and going, well, I want some of that. That sounds really cool. That sounds really exciting. You can have it. Every one of you. It's a promise in the word for us to all have it. The challenge yep. is most of us don't seek. Most of us don't ask. And you have not because you ask not. And right. definitely we don't have a lot of knocking going on. So now that we had one scripture we started with and we jumped into a bunch of different ones, but, you know, it doesn't matter. This is the direction that the Ruach wanted to go today. And I thank you for sharing that, Scribe. That means a lot to me. And uh, I, I've been always hoping for your best. I remember when I first told you that you were supposed to be a minister and then you confessed that you had the calling. <laughs> and then ever since then, I think you've been fighting it ever since. <laughs> but you didn't even want to tell me at first, right? So, you know, 
the bottom line That's is when, when you look at all of these people that had a calling, how many of them really embraced it and said, oh, great, I got this calling. I'm supposed to go and face Pharaoh and, you know, take my brother along and we're just going to go do this. And it's like, no, no, that's not how Moses reacted, was it, you know? Well, and I think I, I think Matthew 7 actually touches on a lot of that in ways that you don't immediately see, Okay. Um, because yes, we're supposed to go. We're supposed to go in pairs. We're, we are normally. I think I almost think Yahweh has set it up intentionally that we are echad with another that is going to be that that iron that we sharpen against. Whether it's a whether it's a wife or a best friend or a combination or whatever the situation is. Okay, he's. Yahweh intended for it to be that way. Yes, you can expand that into into you know the whole mishpacha, but these you know these close relationships like you and I have got, okay, where we're actually ministry partners, not just you know partnering in ministry. Yeah, and, okay. and I, I might want to throw this at you, and and you should make a commitment. You should make a covenant right now with all of the congregation that you're going to stop saying you don't understand the steps. You have insights into Scripture through the Ruach that is in you and the giftings that Yah's given you that a lot of people just really don't got. So when you say you don't have insights in the steps, I think you don't know specifically how much Scripture is already You faded. Yeah. I, I think sometimes what happens is Shush! Yeah, I know. Oh, hold on a second, Rock. I just told him that we couldn't hear him. All right. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry about that. About the fact that I had that I that I had that I had deeper insights into the steps than I believe myself to have. Yeah. 
So right in your first meeting a person does step 10, set apart scripture, step 10, right out of the gate. And if confession is what comes out of your mouth, then when you start sharing and you're submitting yourself to the group, well, then you just did fine. Right? If you start right. going in bed and talking about Yah and how Yah brought you out of the world and brought you to that meeting and it's your first meeting, well, guess what? You just talked about one and two. You know? And then all of a sudden you, you share that, you know, what I'm trying to do is realize that my life is not my own. It's 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 he who made me and, you know, he that's in me is greater than he that's in the world. So I have to turn my will and my life over to him. Oh, now you did set apart scripture step three. You know, I mean, you do really, the steps are more of a daily lifestyle of living the scriptures out. It's like a scripturized uh, system of 12 different functional components that happen. I mean, every time that you lead, you're in, you're in set apart scripture step 12. You know that, right? I hadn't really directed it, no. Yeah, you're, you're a minister. Whether you like it or not, you're, you're, you do 12 all the time. I understand that. <laughs> Rock, is there any chance? Is there any chance you could switch your phones? Marissa can't understand you. No, I'm done. Okay, we'll we'll figure that out. Sorry about that. So, anyways, getting back to uh, thank you for that, Rock. I, I do appreciate the encouragement, and I was you know, listening as hard as I could to get through most of that. Um, and it, you know. It's dead on. This, this is not a. This is not a neat and order. I see. I think. I almost think that that's the biggest travesty of the Western Church. Is they tried to make this thing all sorts of neat and pretty and, you know, shiny and gilded and gold and warmed up with stained glass windows and all the rest of this nonsense. And that's that's not it at all. That was never intended to be it. This is down and dirty, bloody knees because you're outside most of the time, kneeling on a, on a, on a thorn somewhere, kneeling in gravel, kneeling in sand, whatever the situation, coming to understand that, hey, this is not a comfortable thing because it can't be because none of our forefathers had pillows to kneel on either. None of those that preceded us in the faith had pillows to kneel on either. They might have tried to come up with some and that was there was nothing wouldn't have been anything wrong with it. But that wasn't the direction given. Yahweh didn't say, go ahead and make yourself twelve inch thick pillows that you can kneel on while you pray to me. He said, Come as you are, kneel before me on a mountaintop and understand who I am. Now, granted, that's a paraphrase, but that's essentially what he expected of Moses and Abraham and so many others. Um, getting back to Matthew seven twenty four to 27, it says, Then everyone who hears these words from me and does them, 
I will compare him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain came down, and the floods came up, and the winds blew and fell against that house, but it did not fall, for it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and who does not do them, he shall be compared to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the sand, and the rain came down, and the floods came up, and the wind blew and beat against the house, and it fell, and great was the collapse of it. Now, comparatively, geographically, more often than not, you don't find a lot of sizable houses, or a lot of sizable rocks, let me rephrase, a lot of sizable rocks that could sustain a house right on the seashore. You just, you know, you don't, you just don't find it, okay? Yes, I know what what Yeshua is saying here is, or what the suggestion is being made here is, dig down to the bedrock to find out what you're looking to sink your to sink your your pylons into. Okay, while Yeshua knew of pylons, humanity at that time did not know of pylons. They lived in a in an area where there was extreme fast flooding or flash flooding, rather. And a lot of times, they probably were, they, they probably built where existing houses were and didn't think anything of it. But when you look at it, what do we know the rain to be? Where do we, where do we know the root word for rain to come from? That's Torah. And the floods came down. One, you can't get too much Torah, but if you do get too much rain, everything that is freestanding, that is not essentially nailed down, is going to be washed away. Whether it's topsoil or whatever the situation, it's going to be washed away, and whatever is standing on top of that is going to be weakened to the point where it's not going to sustain any weight. But if it's if it, if you are obedient to Torah and Torah is the rock that you are building on, no matter how hard the natural rains come, no matter how hard Torah comes at you in the Ruach, you're going to be able to stand up against the torrents as those new levels and new devils come at you and try to knock you off that location that you were told by Yahweh, that you were told by Yeshua to build your house on, to establish your faith on. And regardless of how hard that big bad wolf blows, you're not going to go anywhere. But again, you build too close to the water. If you don't sink down far enough, and if if you're building right on the beach, 
you've got to go some 30, 40, 50 feet deep just to hit bedrock, just to anchor a pretty small house. I honestly think Yahweh was expecting us to be wiser than to build within 20 yards of the seashore. Sure, it's a beautiful view, without question. But as we were getting to this point, I started having scenes from um, Mel Gibson's second movie. uh, um, What the heck is it? The ones with with uh, Danny Glover. Oh, I thought you were going to say Mad Max. I thought it was the second movie. No, no, no. The uh, he plays the cop, Riggs. Yeah, Mad Max was actually before that. But yeah, no. I'm. Um, what the heck was the name of that movie series? Anyways, uh, I can I see. Know, it. His, wife, his wives would always get killed. I, I just remember that. Yeah. Yeah, his his wiser, his love interests would all, would always get killed, and I'm sitting here thinking uh, I'm seeing that one house that he tore down with his pickup truck, the one that was on the really big stilts. Yeah, that's the second one. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know that's what was flashing through my mind as I'm reading this because while it's not wind and rain, it was built close enough to the sand where the need to anchor was so easily compromised by nothing more than a pickup truck. Yeah. The the last thing that the guy said to him before he did it, I think was political immunity. Well, that was just, that was just before Glover's character put a, put one in his forehead. And then he followed it up with, has been revoked. <laughs> and that's, you know, and, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, actually, actually, if we look at it, if we get serious about this, our scriptures, this, what, what we're going through, this is the constitution of the kingdom of Shamayim. We are studying for our citizenship. And we have to come to that realization that that's exactly what's going on. And Hasatan has violated our sovereignty because Adam and Eve gave it to him, or Adam gave it to him. So now we're at the point where we're saying, you know, dude, sorry, but not sorry. I'm revoking that bad boy. You don't have it anymore. You can't you can't climb this mountain. You can't climb on this rock. It's not yours to play on. So, hallelujah. I realize this was a little bit of an unorthodox Ruach reflection, but if anybody else on the line is listening and they want to add and contribute, um, the line is open. <laughs> Hallelujah! I've got I've got Marissa sitting over here with this look on her face. Just, 
Don't call on me. Don't call me. I'm half awake. Somebody else. Praise Yah for Yami. I don't have to speak. Thank you, Yami, my sister. I love you. Okay. Hallelujah. You bailed her up. (laughs) It's okay. We got each other's back, don't we? (laughs) So, um, the thing that came to me with your last statement was, you know, studying in um, Deuteronomy now is he had the rules written um, as they took over the land, as they were able to keep it. And then he, uh, you know, assigned a um, family tribe to be in charge of the city that they conquered, and then um, sometimes he told not not the, the women and the children stayed in the city, and the warriors went on to take more territory. And he gave them the territory as they were able to keep it. And um, so in Yah's kind of government, we those um put in places of authority have to uh, maintain the territory and those that go on are called to keep building making more taking over till they possess he tells us from jordan to the sea and uh i just thought that fit in that that the government consists of the Torah because that's the rules to keep the promised land to um, operate in his Torah. So um, that's all I had. Yeah, hallelujah, Yami. You cannot avoid the reality and the existence of Torah, if you look at, I mean, again, all the word means is instructions. That's all Torah really means Are you is instructions. Are you going to be obedient to the instructions in order to pass the test? Or are you going to reject them? Imagine what would happen if those in the car manufacturing businesses resisted following the Torah given to put cars together. Jeez, you might have some minister out there in Wisconsin who's paying, you know, four or five dollars for a gallon of gas and only getting three miles to the gallon out of it because something else broke on his Cadillac Escalade because somebody didn't bother reading the instructions about what the what a particular vehicle needed at a particular time that was going to be purchased for 50 some thousand dollars and because somebody abdicated the responsibility of obedience to that particular set of torah now somebody is extremely inconvenienced now, it's not a salvation issue. It's not an eternal issue. 
But let's ask. Rock, sand, was that neglecting of Torah? A headache? Well, you know, the thing for us is like, yeah, we we uh, bought the truck before we bought the trailer, so we weren't really even thinking of towing when, or trailering, you know, when we bought it. So when we bought the trailer, we just got all excited because we knew that we had a great truck and it had a tow package on it. So we just assumed that, oh, it's got a tow package on it. Transmission must be able to handle it. But the reality of it was is, uh, you know, these situations that they have where there's, you know, oh, all these General Motors have transmission problems. Well, actually what it is is uneducated buyers, which, you know, you could say is me, but I actually didn't buy it for trailing. I just bought it because it was a great truck. But, you know, um, or, or you could say also uneducated salespeople or salespeople that are not educating their customers and asking the all important question, what do you want, what are you going to use the truck for? Oh, we're going to use it for trailering. Oh, well then you definitely need the max trailering package. What are you going to be pulling? You know, how big a boat is it? You know, all these kinds of things, but there's instructions to follow to get you to any conclusion or any situation or any understanding of, of things that you're trying to do, no matter what it is, there's always instructions. And that is really what our faith is. It comes with, it comes with instructions. The problem with it is, is that it's the same way when somebody, you know, gets something, you know, uh, as a gift, and they're supposed to go ahead and read the instructions so they can build it for their kid or they can do whatever. And what does the dad usually do? He leaves the instructions lay there and tries to do it without reading the instructions. Hallelujah. Right. Now, it's, <laughs> it's simple. I didn't make this difficult. We did. Now, so. Hallelujah. Dan, do you have something out there you would like to share on the subject matter being discussed this evening? Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah, I was uh overhearing for the majority of it, but I um preparing to get up at five in the morning, so I uh Start getting ready for the for sleep, but anyway, Yeshua opened the door for me to hear that um, my wisdom is foolishness in His eyes, man's wisdom, and my thoughts as far as the east is from the west, from His thoughts, from Yeshua's. So Yahweh had had a mindset to do some things in my life and he had a plan. He had a plan. I mean, what I took for somebody that wanted to just do cleaning of houses and Yeshua said many other plans in a man's heart, but the end result is of Yeshua. 
or verse 25, 7, chapter 7, verse 25, the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew. And beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. And I look back to things that I did early on in my marriage now. Foolishness and trying to do things the way I wanted to do it. And it was like building my house on sink and sand. And the amount of money I thought I had to have to get things organized and chasing money. And recently, like I say, going to small group. Somebody said they like to clean houses in Shorewood, walking distance and walking dogs in Shorewood. They do it for a minimum amount of money. And I was like, okay. And then when Yeshua opened the door and said, let it be so, and don't worry about the money and just do it. And then it led to somebody else coming about. Then to somebody else organizing my office room and talking about the degrees. They got a couple college degrees and taught at, I want to say University of Platteville or started with a P somewhere in Wisconsin. But anyway, it and another university. And so I said, let's go ahead and start writing some proposals for grants. And we started writing some things down, and he started going into depth all <laughs> uh, manner of different ways and off track, on track. So that was somebody that was similar to me, <laughs> easily rabbit trail. But when it all came down, it was really worded good. And somebody that I had to edit it was like, that's really well put. So we submitted it. And I'm just thankful that when I was looking to get somebody to help clean, Yeshua already knew this person wasn't going to just clean and organize and get things together in that aspect. It was going to be very influential in getting some paperwork done, some mission statement, vision, goals, and on paper the right way to submit it for a grant. And so I'm thankful that even to just get past that point on looking for somebody, called all over, <laughs> bothered Rock a couple of times, thinking about Sandy, called all over. Who can do grants? I'll pay him, you know. And lo and behold, somebody in my backyard, <laughs> somebody real close, you know, walking distance, bike riding distance, came right over. And so... It's Yeshua's will that we prosper and be in health even as our soul prospers. So in the midst of everything going on in the world, chaos amongst us, chaos amongst our cities, our areas, chaos amongst our country, he has a plan, and he will 
fulfill his word, as you were saying earlier. His word, his, I want to say doctrine, because when he does it, it's greater than man, greater than what I can find a professional to do. But Yeshua knows what he has in store for each and every one of us, them that are faithful, serving him. As Rock was saying earlier, fasting, not just fasting for yourself, but fasting for others, laying your plate down. And wow, I know what that even a 21-day liquid fast did for me when I was just drinking longevity beverages and not eating and praying and fasting and letting that lust go, even though you're married, but be able to not lay with the wife for a specified period of time, her husband, you know, and give it all to Yeshua, that time, entertainment, news, bad news, good news, whatever, but not watching secular TV for a period of time, not listening to secular music for a period of time. Hopefully not at all, but giving that time to Yeshua. So that's a conviction that he's giving me again. That some things only come out by fasting and praying. So our word here comes enlightenment to us if we don't be boggled down with the cares of the world. So it said the rains came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So we know amongst fasting and praying and applying the application of this, putting it into practice, not the words but everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man. So there's some things that I know haven't been put into practice is why some things ain't coming together for me. So I'm trusting and believing that through repentance and a 180-degree turn from fruitless deeds, he will make a way. And have to forgive. And I ask everyone to forgive me. And I forgive all that I have wronged or that have wronged me. And hold no case against anyone or grudge. As you were saying earlier, you got to forgive to be forgiven. And if you're not forgiven, you're not going to heaven. You're not living a life of salvation, of his will. And with that, I pass. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Dan. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. We have one more here. I'm going to give her one more shot. Hopefully she's a little weak yet. Um, she can keep it as short as long as she wants. Marissa, do you have something you would like to add on this matter of Matthew seven twenty-four to 27? A little bit. Okay. I don't want to keep it too long. Hallelujah. I was... Um... Liking how you explain that, um, Dan. Where am I at? 
He always hands me a phone on the main screen. I like it on the call screen so I don't get confused if it's on mute or not. So I am um, overcoming a lot, and I was um, doing a lot of building on sand for quite some time. And I don't want to be um, in seeking sand anymore. That's why I'm in the Transform House program. And I have been doing some fasting and, and um, praying. I usually like to do it towards the end of the week. So I ask as um, my brethren if you can fast Friday with me would be helpful. I um, Especially as we get into this um, Shabbat. I think that probably be a good day to um, go into the weekend. But um, as I mentioned, the project, it's important to have a day we can do it together. Yeah, willing. So I've been doing more as in um, fasting and praying, but it's the challenges, because it was it yesterday or last night, but not with not with fasting, but with the word. That's another thing um, I need to pray about, but understanding and um, to getting rid of that confusion. Because yesterday or last night, the scribe asked me something about the burning bush, and he was surprised I never heard of it or understood it. So there's a lot of things that I'm sure he wants to teach me. But there's a lot of things that I yet have to learn, and that's like, as we all know, how the, what is it that we talked about earlier today, um, the Trinity, and then describes explain it to me a different way. <laughs> so, I've learned from the Christian aspect of it, and now he's trying to teach me in the, a different aspect on how, how it really is. So, that's where I'm at, just for um, prayer for um, my fully understanding and what. I need to understand, and as well as um, scribe and patience as he's trying to teach me things that it's like teaching a three-year-old. <laughs> so for for the fruits, especially patience. Yeah, he has given us. <laughs> I heard something about cats. Uh, Yahweh has given them patience, but uh, to have all of the fruits and one would be wonderful for him as he's he's my teacher and it's it's a lot because we have only so much time but it's as well as um I think he probably fully didn't understand where I was coming from as in my walk with Yahweh even though I've been with no one used to work for for 10 years but I I tried and I tried to study the word and I just get lost with a few so I just the book would be more often closed than open so I want to not be building houses on sand anymore and um, if this, if this guy doesn't want to stay on stand with me, so hallelujah. <laughs> well, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm thinking Newsboy's beautiful story fits in here pretty good. Praise God. When we come back, we are going to do our daily meditation and our Philippians or whatever prayer. And then we'll ask Yami if she's prepared to pray us out. And then we'll close us out with one more song. Um, and that'll be that. Uh, beautiful, beautiful song, Newsboys. Beautiful story, Newsboys. I would have lost her. You know all 
beyond the name of Yeshua, we just thank you for tonight. We just pray that you have received honor and kavod today in the conversation. We pray that if you're listening online, that this has been a baruch to you. This is just for today, risking vulnerability. As we grow, we learn to overcome the tendency to run and hide from ourselves and our feelings. Rather than risk vulnerability, many of us have developed habits that keep others at a safe distance. These patterns of emotional isolation can give us the feeling we are hopelessly locked behind our masks. We used to take risks with our lives. Now we can take risks with our feelings. Through, through sharing with other addicts, we learned that we are not unique. 
We do not make ourselves unduly vulnerable simply by letting others know who we are, for we are in good company. And by working the 12 steps of the Transform program, we grow and change. We no longer want to or need to hide our emerging selves. We are offered the opportunity to shed the emotional camouflage we develop to survive our active addiction. By opening ourselves to others, we risk becoming vulnerable, but that risk is well worth the rewards. With the help of our sponsor and other recovering addicts, we learn how to express our feelings honestly and openly. In turn, we become nourished and encouraged by the unconditional love of our companions. As we practice Ruachal principles, we find strength and freedom both in ourselves and in those around us. We are set free to be ourselves and to enjoy the company of our fellow of our fellow saints. Just for today, I will openly and honestly share with another saint. I will risk becoming vulnerable and celebrate myself and my friendship with other transformed members. I will grow. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to bring Marissa back with the whatever prayer. Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4. All right, whatever prayer. Rejoice in Yahweh always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your humility be known to all men. Our master is at hand. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and by petition, with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to Elohim. And the Shalom of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Messiah Yeshua. Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is any praise, think on these. I'm sorry about that. Are you done? All right. Hallelujah. Marissa has lost it. Um, It was the whole herding cats thing that pushed you too far over the edge. So I will read it. Rejoice in Yahweh always. Again, I say rejoice. Let your humility be known to all men. Our master is at hand. Do not worry about anything, but in everything by prayer and by petition with thanksgivings. Let your requests be made known to Elohim. And the shalom of Yahweh, which surpasses all understanding, will keep your hearts and your minds through Messiah Yeshua. Finally, my brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever of good report, if there's any virtue and if there's any praise, think on these things. And what things you learned and received and heard and saw in me, practice these things. And the Elohim of Shalom will be with you. Hallelujah. Yami, are you ready? Hallelujah. I'm ready to say good night, sweetheart. It's time to go. <laughs> I'm ready to let our the lover of our soul, our Messiah, um, Baruch us with a good night's sleep. And I pray that we have gave to him uh, 
something this evening that would put a smile on his face and that um, we please him in all that we do as we search out our own hearts and we um, say we give the Ruhat permission to flow through us to not only bring change to others, but into our own life. So that the steps of the righteous are walking in the light of Yeshua and they get brighter and brighter. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you for that, Yami. This next song is going to begin and end the program. But I just wanted to let you know that at 637 Central, 737 Eastern, 537 Mountain, and 437 Pacific Time AM tomorrow morning, we will be right back right here for praise, prayer, decree, and declare. The best way to start your day with Yahweh, not because scribe says so, but because Yeshua demonstrated that very practice throughout his ministry. So don't take it from me. Take it from he who set the stars in place. Hallelujah. This is Joshua, Aaron, and Shalom. Baruch hallelujah. Rest in peace. Rest peacefully. Rest in Shalom. See you in the morning. When the sun has set on a Friday night, bringing peace into your home. Families will gather all around singing Shabbat Shalom. Everybody sing Shalom.
Thank you.